I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I make them bleeding with a day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my walk man on the bed. I might as well kick it. <laughs> <laughs> It's episode 31 of Please Advise. I'm Molly McLear. Malls, I mean, you don't really need to know that. To be honest, it actually probably, it doesn't matter who hosts this podcast. This is all about the guests. And today we have a really cool guest that I found in a really like new age kind of way. I went through my verified followers on Twitter and then I see see this bearded man and I'm like, interesting. So, because you have Ted Travelstead. Hi. You have a, a very prominent beard. Is this something you work on? Oh, it's something I've had for a few years, and um, and it just kind of grew on me, literally. Literally grew on yeah. you, yeah, yeah. Okay, and like so that you know there was a couple of so I was like, okay, we've never had a bearded guest. Oh, My nice. boyfriend will sometimes grow out his facial hair a little bit, but I think it's less of an intentional. I mean, you have a very intentional. There's intention, which is cool. Uh, nice. You're a straight man. Yes. You're married. Yes. This is a great combo for us because we have. A lot of gals and gays. That's kind of our wheelhouse here. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, looking through, I, I've seen some of the guests. Yeah. And yeah. A I'm, lot of gals I'm and gays. Proud to represent. And yeah, we had we had Richard Rushfield on, very straight, very married uh, man, who was able to. You know, we find that our married guests are our most enlightened. I think that we get our best episodes from people that are married that are over the age of twenty five. Uh, that's usually pretty big for us. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? 
Oh, no, I, I'm 46. Okay, so you're bringing a lot to the table wisdom-wise. You have, <laughs> Let's hope so. You have 15 years on me. I do. That's like, you could uh, you could have a learner's permit when I was born. That's what I was just thinking. You I, know what I always think? I'm like, oh, that person could read when I was born. That's what <laughs> well, I that's always not true. I couldn't read, read until I was read. 18. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool, man. Where did you grow up? I grew up uh, all over the place. I was born in New Mexico. Uh, oh, Albuquerque. random. Yeah. And that's kind of random. A little bit. You know, I, I mean, it's definitely a state and a town and it, a city. You it know? is. But it you, is. It, but you don't hear a lot of people say I'm from New Mexico. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I've been saying it my whole life. What's New Mexi living like? It was cool, but I moved around a lot. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I was in Virginia. I was in New England, New Hampshire. Where uh, in uh, New England? Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Okay. I I don't like New Hampshire people too much. You don't? I know. I do, I find that I'm not. I I find I'm very. I I find I'm, I'm uh, you know people from Texas are very appealing to me. People from California can be appealing to me. I like East Coast people, but New Hampshire is kind of a black hole for me. It was two of the hardest years of my life. People like to fight there. I found. Yes. There's a lot of punches yes. getting thrown for no reason in New Hampshire. Yeah, there was uh, seventh and eighth grade was when I was there. Oh. And. Terrible time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And um and there was literally a place called the Grapevines, uh -huh. which was like the fighting place. Yeah. See at the Grapevines after school, and it was this elderly man's backyard. He had an um, arboretum. Type That's thing. sick because you know he like kind of probably loved it. He stood out and watched That's the fights, sick. and then and then like and we used to cut through there all the time anyway to walk to school, and then. Um, uh, so they would have fights there and eventually the, like the police, somebody like another neighbor, it was blocked off. We couldn't do it anymore. But uh, like I, if I there remember was a West Memphis three thing in your town, I would point to that guy because that's like pedo shit to me. Like you want to watch kids fight in your yard. Like, what is that? I, well, it's weird. I, it, I, I don't I hardly remember him. Like he was just right. kind of a weird shadowy figure in the background like he wasn't like totally the social i had a social studies teacher there who was clearly gay and would have me and a bunch of boys over for pizza okay. and, um, and like, massages <laughs> no massages but it was like it's all looking back on it too like nothing untoward happened except that which you wouldn't do now invite a right. bunch of your male students for pizza fun at your house <laughs> <laughs> but thinking back on it it's like, that was such a it was a bonkers place to live i almost got abducted by two guys in a car one what? time yeah i was walking to the library and sorry this has become the new no Hampshire, i love but the, uh, i was walking to the library and um i had just turned the corner onto a busy street a blue car pulled up a guy gets out of the passenger seat and he's like hey come here and i just luckily from an early age, I was just terrified of being kidnapped and right. like, being separated from my mom. I guess I was kind of a mama's boy. So I, I knew, like, I, I didn't, I just stood there and looked at him. He was like, no, no, come here. Do you know Sam? And I was like, no, come here. Can you, come on, can you show us the way downtown? And I, I just, I was like, I just pointed, I was like that away. And he was like, you little smart ass, I'm going to kick your ass. And he started chasing me. Oh my God. And luckily it was the icy sidewalk. Yeah. And he slipped. I made it to the gas station. I called my mom. The weird thing is, I don't, I went on to the library. Like, you just I don't remember my mom freaking out. Like, she, in a, yeah, she's like, I mean, probably just keep your head down. Well, she was just, was kind of like, it was just a different time. Like, that stuff, yeah. it was almost like unbelievable to her that that would happen. And I, I don't, she, I don't remember her being like, 
that, you're crazy. You know, I just, it was kind of a non-issue. Had but, they abducted you, what do you think the end goal would have been? Do you think it would have been like to sell you into sex trafficking or to like, you know, ransom? Like what, what do you think an end goal would be? Because like, were you wearing like something flashy that implied your parents had money? Like, not at it, all. Like, no, what? no. There was apparently, there was a rash of uh, preteen boy abductions that were happening in that area. Yeah. And they were being sexually abused and and but not killed i'd heard of tell later of another kid that this happened to well it's kind of flattering so it is it's very mystic river to yeah me, just kind of uh that's terrible I need to rewatch that movie i keep thinking that and the departed that was a great time for boston movies that little rash of boston movies it's true yeah both aren't they both the same uh no, never mind. They're not, but they're incredibly. De- is it Lahane, it's like, Dennis Lehane? No, who, who's Dennis Lehane wrote Mystic River, Mystery, yeah. and then The Departed was I. Uh, the guy. It was a, it was a, a remake of like. Oh, that's oh, what it was. Yes, real, yeah. which was actually really good. Um, yeah, as well. Uh, I, yeah, I I'm all that. about that Asian shit, man. Wong Kar Wai is my jam. Do you like Wong Kar Wai? I do, but I get the I get I I get confused because it's probably racist of me. I just can't remember the who's who. Um, he does. Um, he did. Who um, did Old Boy? He did Chunking Express, and which is oh. uh, like you know Quentin Tarantino cites that as like he does the intro on the DVD, which to me is just like a cop out of saying like, okay, so I basically ripped this person off constantly <laughs> and I just want to pot like, you know, publicly acknowledge that I think he's great. Yeah, so like, therefore doing the very least that I can to promote his. So uh, it's okay that I, yeah, yeah, I basically Pulp Fiction is like essentially a rip off of. Oh yeah. The, Sorry. It was a movies. remake of a Hong Kong movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Hong Kong yeah, has yeah, yeah. the bomb shit. And I told my stepdad, I said, you know, my stepdad's very, he gets very like, you know, generous around the holidays and he'll say things like, where do you want to go in the world? And what do you want to do? And because he's a type A personality, nicest guy in the world, wants to make everyone's dreams come true. Don't know how I lucked out. I was like 20 years old. It was not like a little orphan nanny situation, but like my stepdad stepped in and like he loves to treat us to luxurious things once in a great while. So like for my 30th, like he sent me to Amsterdam and London, which was fantastic. But he said, where do you want to go in the world? And I said, I want to go to Hong Kong because I love movies from Hong Kong. And he's you're not going to Hong Kong. He's like, I, I don't you know. He's like, you want to go to Beijing? And I was like, I don't, I, I was like, I, I don't, I want to go to Hong Kong. And he's like, no, 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 you go to Tokyo, you go to Beijing. I'll be like, he's, you know, he's doing that like, st- yeah. like stepdad thing. He's so great. And, um, but he refused <laughs> to let me go to Hong Kong, which I thought was really interesting. Cause I was like, no, the things I like about it, but I don't know anything. I've never been there. Yeah. I, I haven't either. It would be, I'm, I, I'm a little afraid of going to Asia. I have to say, cause it's like, uh, it's just so different. And I imagine myself, I always imagine myself alone. Like, unless I'm, unless I'm intentionally like, you know, thinking of my future with my boyfriend or something like that, or my dog or something like that. I'm always alone when I'm traveling in my head. Like I have a very strong image of me being alone in a car and, uh, like completely like isolated, um, parking lot in the middle of New Mexico. Oddly enough, I always picture New Mexico and I'm alone in my car sleeping in the back seat with a very um, nice blanket on top of me. And that's like an image I have in my head. And, and I have, is it a good image? Do you, do you no, like it's, that? I'm terrified. That's the, that's the, that's the okay. one where it's like, I, I don't know where I'm going and I'm driving home or something like that, yes. but like I'm doing it alone and I'm afraid to go check into a Hampton Inn by myself. Sort of. That's, that's one image I have. And then the other one is waking up alone in a bed in, um, Thailand. Wow. 
And yeah, I have, and I'm always, I'm always images. alone. Isn't that weird? It but is, that's, those are my, some of my daydreams. That's yeah. what I daydream about. What do you daydream about? Oh gosh. Uh, uh, that's a good question. I, well, it's just thinking, I forgot my wallet. Which, oh um, yeah, that always is like on mentally the way, on another place. And on you, the on the way, well, on the way over here, I had a kind of a panic attack. Yeah, and then I was like, uh, I felt probably the most free I'd felt in a long time. Like that's how like, you turn the corner, kind of OCD and buttoned up. I am is that I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna there's gonna be an earthquake or I'll be murdered. Now I don't have any idea on me, and then uh, but then I was like, this is thrilling. Yeah. yeah. It's practically like Christopher McCandless and Into the Wild. It That's is. A- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I totally feel you. I totally feel you. I, um, but, uh, which was, it's that's like what I was thinking of, thing, thinking in the back seat of the car. And yeah. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah if have- I didn't have my cell phone, I might have had to turn around and go home. Yeah. I'm such a idiot like that. It is scary though. My cell phone died the other day. I was, I was driving and I, I downloaded the Sirius app, which just like sucks your battery life. And for some reason, the I keep buying cheap like adapters for my lighter cartridge thing, and it never charges my phone. So I'm always driving. So just around. just flat out doesn't work. Yeah, and so my phone died when I was at acupuncture. So like it was now starting to total up to like two or three hours that I had had no phone contact, and I started to panic a little bit. And then I put on FM radio. And I listened to pop music and ra- radio rap. And I went to such a happy place where I was like, I love that this is what people are listening to right now. Like, this is, I actually think the degradation of women in this song is fucking hilarious. Like, I was really enjoying pop radio. And I was only al- afforded that moment because my phone was dead. Otherwise, I'd be like listening to some like fucking science podcast and going nuts, like literally spinning my brain out. No, that's, that's, I do that sometimes. So I, I get, I'm still, I've only been in LA a year and a half, so I'm still driving. I'm so used to subway. I was in New York for yeah. 20 years. So, um, I, I'm getting used to what to do in the car because I can't read and I don't really like audiobooks. but I love podcasts, but I still get, I still use GPS. So sometimes I can't do both that and listening to a podcast. It's a lot. And then the, so the radio has Does become this freak interesting. You out? It's not as much as it used to, yeah. but it can. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I think like everything, once you do it enough, it's like, you're fine. I'm, I'm fine with it again, okay. but it can't, but I don't like traffic and I'm, the freeway can be a real like, holy There's moly. a lot of anxiety. I have a Mini Cooper now and it's a little bit like a go-kart and I find that the uh, view is not great. And sometimes I wonder like when I'm driving on the, I, I'm always convinced that there's a car that like is in my blind spot and I'm going to side. So I have a vehicle <laughs> and like nothing good comes from that because it's like, I'm not going to die. So it's not lights out. Like I'm just going to wake up and have to deal with the biggest nightmare ever, which is that I'm flipped over in a car on the freeway and need a new car insurance like medical bills it becomes more about like not being scared for your life but just like oh what a pain in the ass this is gonna be yeah all of it yeah yeah and also like i go i go to jail a lot in my mind and this is weird a lot of people i talk to Tell me that they never have nightmares about going to prison i'm constantly thinking constantly were you raised catholic Yes. Okay, see, uh, that might until, be it. Up until the divorce, and then we were booted. Okay, when yeah. did your pal, uh, parents your... got divorced when I was like 10, so... And the church kicked you out? Yeah, well, you're excommunicated. You know, it's you weird. Can't... I'm a bastard child, but I was still allowed to go to church. I think that there was the community kind of turned the other cheek on that. That's, well, that no, it's funny, because my mom has since, I think, thought about wanting to get an annulment, even though she's remarried 
like she's she she stepped away from the Catholic Church for a while when we went Episcopalian and then now she's re-embraced the Catholic Church and I think she's thought about like I would like to get my marriage to my father annulled, which would make me a a, a bastard. Right. Yeah. Rich, you know. yeah, a forty six year old bastard. Exactly. There you go. That's your future. Um, <laughs> but I think about prison a lot. I'm kind of obsessed with prison. Yeah, me too. We I, actually we were okay. Well, first of all, this will be the fourth third podcast in a row we talk about this. Where our last question of the week was: If you got ten commissary dollars a week, would you uh, eat out your cellmate every day? Okay, but you would get ten. You would get ten commissary dollars in return. So you have to think about like where you'd have to be in your life. Where I, I basically was like, my parents aren't talking to me, or they're dead. I have no love interest in my life. Like my boyfriend has broken up with me because I'm in prison, or you know, I probably did something really bad to get into prison that would warrant a breakup. Uh, like I have no like you know I have no fandom around me. Like there's no letters coming in because I'm not Scott Peterson. Like nothing. I want that ten dollars a week, but I I don't know if I want to go down on my girl's cellmate. So like that's kind of our that's one thing that I go to mentally a lot. Where I'm like, oh, am I, if I go to jail, I'm just gonna get raped nonstop, and that's gonna be my life. Do you think about that? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in in, in different incarnations, but yes, I mean, basically uh, thinking about that and prison life in general, and just watching anything about prison and reading about prison and yeah, like Edward Bunker novels and uh, you know. Do you um, fantasize about how you would survive in jail? Like your the little tricks you'd come up with, like all the little like you know they're they're so inventive. They are, yeah, yeah. The cigarette lighters and the, yeah. The, the, um, Muff bags, which that's a real understanding of like mechanics. Wait, what's a muff bag? <laughs> it's, it's this kind of thing that they fuck. You oh, make yeah, out yeah, of like yeah. a warm water and like uh, okay. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard sponges in a Pringle can are really uh, are it's a like good the prison makeshift. flashlight. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a it's a make good makeshift flashlight. So yeah, I think you <laughs> I know I you swipe some sponges from your homeboy who works in janitorial, <laughs> and then you get your commissary Pringles that you probably earned via giving a blowjob to your cellmate who has some weird trade off with ten dollars a week. Yes. Yeah, man, that just I I wouldn't say you asked me what I daydream about. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but (laughs) you don't go on that journey. That's not. (laughs) But but I've gone down the road before of just thinking about. Yeah, I I don't want to go there. Do you think you'd survive? Uh, Yeah. You do. Yeah. I do. You know why? Because I moved around so, so much as a kid. Right. I think it made me very adaptable. You're used to readjusting. I, I'm used to, like, I learned how to be a clown. Totally. So, like, I think I could, you know, like, I I would have to, I'd have to clown, clown it up big time. But here's the because thing. Because I'm, I'm not you don't a, want that. I heard that that's such a rookie move because people want to be popular, like, in prison. They want to be, like, a well-liked prisoner but i guess that they say like the, then you're the easiest to turn on so you just got to go low pro if oh. you're in it for the long haul you just gotta mind your damn business oh absolutely no 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 no. i'm not saying i would jump right out and, and start yucking it up but but yeah. I, I think it would have to be uh wits and uh humor but yeah de- i would keep my mouth shut you know i want solitary that's what i was thinking like i would just probably try to pull some shit my first day that made people think that i was like at risk of hurting myself or others and then i would go in a it's I right in just, the shoe yeah i want yeah. i want that did yeah. you see that svu where chris maloney was in the in the show 
no it's like the darkest episode ever because it's kind of just like a tableau like of him like coming in and out of consciousness while he's in this like solitary confinement and just why that why was he in prison and he wanted to see what it i think he wanted to get into that mentality or he was faking because he knew he was going to do oz yeah yeah, exactly i love him so much i just remember at the end of it like the guard comes to let him out and he's like i told you to let me out after three days yeah holy crap so he was like just he gone lost it which is i mean i don't know i think i'm pretty good at sleeping yeah that no that's that would that's an asset and i'm not i think i get ripped or really fat like i think that i would just be really really fat or i'd get or i'd be like doing crunches i think yeah i would probably like if i can get a rhythm of exercise then i think uh yeah i'd probably be doing the same thing or like you said i'd get really fat yeah <laughs> like yeah one you of don't want to eat that but like you know when you're eating toilet bowl ramen and stuff yeah. start packing on some pounds exactly all those uh, sugar buns yeah <laughs> You're so excited. I'm so excited you're here. Um, you guys, uh, this is what we do in the show. We take your calls. You call 323-450-7408 or you email us at askpleaseadvisegmail.com. We take your letters, your calls. You give us your problems, your dilemmas, the things that are plaguing you. And we give you the best advice we can. We do what we can with the material we're given. I really – I. I was pushing something inappropriate for a while. I'm going to put this on the table. I was pushing incest for a while. I really wanted to get that 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 moment on the show. Wow. That incest moment. But when we got it, it was un- it was it was as unpleasant as you as one who probably thinks before they speak would assume. It was so it was really upsetting. What I what I really want now is I I have do have some exciting news. That in a couple weeks we're going to have some juggle we're going to have a juggalo Guest call in. I got I got a real hardcore juggalo off Craigslist who's really passionate and excited. But we're looking for experts right now. We're looking for people who, you know, maybe you don't have a PhD, but you are an extreme enthusiast. And we're looking for people from all walks of life. I'm talking about people who do sex work. I'm talking about psychic mediums. I'm talking about uh, strippers, drug addicts. I'm talking about people involved in, in subcultures. I would love a Mexican Morrissey fan to get up in here. Like, I, re- t- I want to find people. I want, like, yeah, are you really passionate about Portland, Oregon? I've never been. I would love to either. talk to someone who's very passionate about Portland, Oregon. Um, this is we're trying to, you know, reach out, find out more about you, get some more takes on things. So please, if you are one of those people out there, if you think you're an expert, call 323-450-7408 and just leave us a message telling us about your field of expertise. And of course, we have a contest right now. I'm sorry I'm talking so much. It's just that's the nature of these things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I said, but I do I do realize that I'm talking for an hour sometimes and I feel very embarrassed. Um, we have a contest right now. <clears throat> it's called Bless Your Mess. And we are looking for the person in your life who's a huge fucking mess. All right. We want that person that it's like, uh, they're, you know, his name's probably Brian or something. And he's in your friend group. And he, and and there's nothing likable about him at this point anymore. Actually, ooh, his name. I I think Dane Cook does a thing about having a bad friend named Brian. So maybe not his name's not Brian. Maybe his name like Rad. Yes. And like Rad be- and Rad is great, but like you can't let him stay at your place anymore because you know something's gonna go missing or he's gonna break shit or eat all your food or like you know get drunk in front of your kids. 
Like, you know, he's hit a girl before, but like you somehow have a weird way of forgiving him because rad is rad and that's just what he does. So we want to hear from that person, that person you just can't let go of. Um, That might be a damn mess. And if you've been a damn mess in your life and you're a recovered mess, we'd like to hear from you too because I know that something's off with you and we just got to shake that screw loose, you know? So call and we're going to, when I pick, we're going to get all of our messes to call in. We're going to do calls with them. We're going to have you as an audience vote on who you think is the biggest mess. And then I'm going to Marshall's. I'm going to buy something nice for both the mess and the person that nominated the mess. Yeah, I'm going to pick out a gift at Marshall's for you. We talk about Marshall's a lot. You like Marshall's? I, you know, I, I do. I have nothing against Marshall's. I need to, I need to go there um, soon because uh, I just haven't been in a while. Sometimes there's just shit. Like you're like, oh, like I could buy this picture frame at, uh, you know, off guilt or like I go into some like fancy store and buy a really nice picture frame. Or you can find something totally reasonable for $9.99 that does not have a crack on it, that is attractive and sensible and just at a good price. Yeah, Marshalls or TJ Maxx or like, you well, I was going to say, I, I went to TJ Maxx a lot. As TJ is good. Target. I don't know. You Target's have, great. Love Target. They actually make really good bikinis. That, I never tried one on Well, there, bikinis are I, very expensive. Yes, they can no, be, that's... They, they go for like, you know, 200, 200 300 bucks sometimes. I, I've spent a lot of money on a bikini. I can, I can see that. But uh, I also, you know, I can't afford that. So sometimes no. it's like you go with the twelve ninety nine bottom and then you wear that shit to the standard pool for like three weeks, whatever you do, like fun party, wear it to Kochi, wear it to Bonnaroo. Then you toss that shit out and it's twelve ninety nine. It's okay. You don't feel bad at all. Yeah, I know. It's like you find out that like you're uh, – friend your, use your bikini bottom as a you know as toilet paper or something and that's fine because you're at a music festival but you can't keep that when you go home no no you can't Stay, it that's, stays at the music festival <laughs> it stays there um all right so let's take our calls you ready i'm ready okay good my name's billy um i was just curious why my ex slept with somebody the same week we broke up and why he didn't care enough even though he told me he was in love with me. That's all. Um, oh, girl. Well, first of all, you sound really young. And I think that would suck no matter what age you are is, is thinking slash knowing about. I think we all panic about that when you go through a breakup. You're like, oh, my God, is my ex talking to other people? Like, what's going on? I'm a loser. I haven't moved on. He's moving on. Mm. Um, yes. I think girls stay in the heartbreak period a little bit longer. Absolutely. And I would like to know your thoughts on, like, as a straight guy, like, on, like, you know, this uh, thing. I hate this expression, but, like, gorilla time where guys after a breakup go nuts. Like, guys after a breakup, like, just they eat shit. They they sleep for – they sleep whenever they want. They, like, live on odd hours. They fuck whoever they want. They're disrespectful. Uh, play video games. I <laughs> – you know how guys play video games. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, especially after a breakup. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, no, it, you know, it's funny. I, I, um, maybe it has to do with a lot of guys um, treat their relationship as if it's some sort of uh, kind of parental situation. Oh, yeah. And it's like very this, common dynamic. Yeah. And so like it's almost like the breakup represents like 
parents are out of town. Like you you're know. 18, you I'm turned 18, again. you can go buy cigarettes and porn. Like that's what it feels like. You're it's like, like oh, yeah, yeah, the 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 ropes are off. You Let can me, go uh, do something destructive, so why not? Yeah, which I don't not I don't understand that either. I mean, I don't necessarily view casual sex as particularly destructive, but I do want to know, A, why you even know about this. Like, did did you, like, was it he, was this girl on the back burner? I find that that's often, like, you get the back, like, that's often the catalyst for the breakup is you could finally get the back burner. And, like, you're ready to, like, rotate that out. And now you're fucking same, same week you broke up, the back burner girl. That would make sense. I mean, it would make sense logically and why this happened yeah but i'm curious as to how all this information got uh yeah like did she ask and then he told or did he call her up and say like guess what i mean when i went to college i my high school boyfriend and i had been broken up we broke up right before prom then i brought another guy to prom oh no actually i didn't i wanted to but then i wasn't he wouldn't let me uh but he wouldn't let me yeah my ex wouldn't let me but we were like i was 17 you know what i mean so like i just had like a bully boyfriend he was like you have to go to prom with me you said you would and i was like oh i already asked my the new side piece i'm seeing down the beach so um but i i couldn't bring him i wasn't allowed so um yeah i think that like basically uh yeah my my ex would like torture me when we went to college and i didn't care because i was so over him but because i i mean i like motivated the breakup i was like i'm not going to college near you we wanted to go to college together that was a conversation that was a convo and um and i had better grades than him so but so he was looking at some real oh shitholes and um, (laughs) yeah and so uh he would text me because texting was new at this time. We'd all just gotten our first cell phones. And uh, he would text me that he had just, like, he had just met some girl at a party and, like, he was going to her room and stuff. And, of course, I'm sitting there like, ha-ha, asshole, who gives a shit? Um, I've had, like, four boyfriends since you. But um, he, yeah, would torture me with that shit. And I, I wonder if that's what's going on here or if she's, if, like, if he's rubbing it in her face or what. Yeah, well, yeah, that could be if, like... <laughs> It's really there's a lot of scenarios that could be happening here. He could want her back, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to get I don't want to get your hopes up by saying that, you know. I don't know. Yeah. She sound Billy sounds distraught. I don't think a I don't think a get back together thing is possible yeah. with the way that she's talking. And also they're young, so if you get back together, you're just gonna break up anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean she sounds <laughs> seventeen really or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But why mm. do guys do that? How do guys compartmentalize and just move on? Oh gosh, I don't know. You know, I wish I could be I um the the wisdom, the wise guy that you need right now. But I I I, I don't understand them either. And maybe yeah. that's because I'm not. You seem like a sensey, like you know, bit, you seem yeah. like an, a little bit of an emotional lesbian, which yeah. I like about you. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> A little bit. Oh, um, Ted's a little bit of a lesbian. Um, <laughs> that's okay. That's great. We love that here. Please. What gender do you identify? No. I w- <laughs> Honey. How do you self-identify? Honey. <laughs> um, What's your preferred pronoun? I don't even know what a pronoun is. Um, 
<laughs> I, that is such a probably realistic answer from a lot of people who are asked that question. Like they probably are. T- I mean, who knows what a pronoun is anymore? Do they even teach that in school? I, that's, that's Kids can't write question. anymore. No. Um, let alone know what a pronoun is. Yeah. Um, but that's good. I think guys are sh- a lot of guys are shitheads. And, yeah. But, you know, they see it as like, that's my thing. You know, I'm just like, fuck her. I'm going to go. You know, I don't know. I, don't I was really know. What's the motivation? Uh, sorry to interrupt. I was rewatching oh. Laguna Beach season three recently. And uh, Cameron, I don't know. Did you watch? I didn't. Okay. So here's the scenario. Cameron got hot over the summer. He's a guy. Yeah. And he's junior year and Cameron's the hottie in school. Okay. Wow. And he's like basically every girl wants Cameron on this show. And this is all real life. And Cameron has a friend named Nick W who they do a lot of like side scenes to like kind of tie the story together where like Nick W's in the car being like, dude, you're just playing the field right now. Like, just don't even fucking answer her <laughs> call, dude. You just need to like take a little taste of everything. He's so like gross. Uh, and Nick W is probably not getting any pussy, which is the best part of it is that he's living vicariously through Cameron. And I think that that is kind of a dynamic that's very common in like bro slash straight guy friendships, which is like this egging on of like, oh, absolutely, go get that. Like that's exactly what I would do. Like that's just like, I think and, feel like and it's vicarious like, is a huge. And I think it's also this like, uh, it's like it's like the, it's almost like like off saying like demanding someone do drugs with you or something, because it's kind of like it's kind of like. Like, that's not going to be the answer. Like, so the but guys, like, I each other on to do this stuff. I think girls do it, too. Like, like go to the bar and just, like, fuck him. Like, you know, like, I think we all do this stuff to each other as if that's ever going to be the, the, the thing that brings you happiness. It's, like, such a temporary, like, here, just take this pill or, like, take this, you know, like, just go fuck that person. And the emotional and physical consequences are can be damning yes damning. absolutely and i think the person that's recommending you do that is not thinking about your well-being at all they're thinking about just kind of like their own they're just thinking about themselves in a way of just like that's what i would do like just yeah. do it just because they're afraid to or they can't or they <laughs> not you know right don't have the whatever tools tools uh, they yeah need. they're no cameron they're a fucking nick w yeah they're totally a nick w <laughs> Um, so, but Billy, what I would do right now is like, just get back to you, like give yourself a couple weeks to cry, start binge watching Friday night lights or something on Netflix, like treat yourself to a really great series something you can invest in go. Like we talk about this a lot, go get a hobby. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. There's this place called so LA in, uh, Oh yeah. In, in Atwater, Village. Atwater Village. Do you live near Atwater? I live right. I'm Frogtown. Okay, I'm in um I'm in Glendale, so we're neighbors. Uh, but I love Glendale. Is that a surprise that I live there? Uh, it's a good surprise. Yeah, I like it. I turned thirty and I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of West Hollywood. This energy is too intense. I had a guy downstairs for me who was like gay for pay, fighting with his girlfriend all the time, like drugs, blah, 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 making organic dog biscuits. It was a whole thing. Like, so I got out of West Hollywood. I was paying so much money to live in like what I was paying Beverly Hills prices for like Koreatown treatment. So I, uh, 
Yeah. I, I packed up and moved to Glendale and there's a little place called So LA in Atwater Village, which is like, you know, adorable. And I always think to myself, I'm going to take a dressmaking class. Like whenever I start to get like really down on myself, I'm like, maybe you should just like learn how to make a dress. Like that sounds like something that that's my we, wife makes. She's a seamstress. You should. She uh, do, I sh- that's really cool. She, she I want to talk to your wife. You should. That sounds She's, great. She loves making dresses and she makes shirts, dresses, stuff, always just stuff for herself. People are always like, oh, you should make it. You should make, you know, design just like she doesn't want to enterprise she she doesn't want to do that yeah she just likes having cool unique stuff to wear i love that that's really do do you think that she would be interested in helping us make our dick pic quilts Uh, possibly we're making quilts uh with all the dick pics we get and we're gonna sell them on etsy it was an idea from our friend fat gay who gets uh, so many dick pics. Once he sent me a dick, I've talked about this dick on this podcast before. We only accept gay dicks on the pod, by the way. We're oh. not interested in straight dick. Like, we just want, if it, if, if a straight guy sends us a dick pic, it's very unnerving. But for some reason, when a gay guy does it, it's fun, flirty, and fabulous. So, absolutely. You know, and, and can you tell the difference? Is it any, have you any, had any, um, like, faux, faux gays? Like, um, uh, I don't trying to slide it in there. Like, well, you know. here's the thing. Is hey, that, girl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, no. That is a straight dick if I've ever seen one. We have not been blessed with that many dick pics. A lot of them come directly from sources that I know. Like, so for <laughs> when Fat Gay comes on, for example. They're vetted. When he's showing me a dick pic on his phone and I scream because it's so strange looking. Uh, <laughs> he... Uh, he like that's that's a legitimate dick pic and then we have like michael who sent us his sex tape and michael is a screaming queen we've spoken to him on the phone and he uh was wasted on champagne on coke walking around <laughs> brentwood while he took our phone call so that's yeah and phenomenal. he wanted to yeah yeah he wanted to know if he should wear a condom with his 40 year old doctor boyfriend who does coke and flies him in from san francisco every week and i was like honey Yes, you you should be a condom is what you should be like you know. It's Suit very of armor. upsetting. Yeah, but your wife could get in the mix on this. If I'm sure you want to introduce your lovely wife to this dark, dark world. <laughs> I think I've got the perfect quilting project. <laughs> How to make an American quilt, girl? There's an owner writer in that. Your wife can be an owner writer. Um, yeah, great movie. Um, actually, I fell asleep in that I was young uh do you want to take our next call absolutely okay let's do it hi malls um this is Ashley you probably don't know remember me but I'm your internet friend from long ago I once gave you um your my Netflix password and you told me you wanted to lesbian marry me even though to my knowledge neither of us are lesbians but like live laugh love whatever um anyway I'm having a small dilemma, and I figure you can help because, frankly, your answers have been balling so far. Um, and, yes, I know I have the worst voice in the world, so feel free to mock it. But um, I'm 27. I've been living out of my parents' house for, like, 10 years. Like, I'm certified grown-up. I have a dog and a cat who are very much alive. Like, I'm a pretty responsible lady. However... Um, I've entered into, like, kind of a friend group to where I'm the youngest, and so for whatever reason, they've decided that they need to, like, mother and take care of me, and, like, at first, it was kind of cute. It was like, oh, like, you know, you want to drive me home if I've been drinking or whatever, like, so I don't have to call an Uber. Like, that's sweet and polite, um, but it's gotten to the point where it's, like, very annoying, and it feels like I can't really, like, 
um, express my feelings or else they answer it kind of like a mom. Like if I say I don't like somebody, it's like, oh, wow, you just don't understand. I don't know. It's very irritating. Basically, my question is this. Um, how do you just, like, explain to your friendship group that you're a strong, capable person? Uh, okay, so that was kind of like listening to a bizarro world mirror version of me, which was, I felt, I was like really, I felt very self-conscious when I was listening to Ashley's call because I think that I am her and she is me. And I do remember telling a girl I wanted to lesbian marry her for giving me her Netflix password um, in probably 2010 or something. But I have to say, I just want Ashley to know, I don't think I ever used it. I've been using my friend Sasha's Netflix for the last five years. And it's like just this agreed upon thing that no one discusses that I log on and watch the same ABC family movie probably four times a week because it comforts <laughs> me and it's good background noise. Um, it's with Lucy Hale. It's, it's something about a... Uh, sorority wars i think it's called or something like oh, that oh i gotta check it out now. yeah it's like it's one it's it's a it's there's a learning lessons and it's comforting I, comforting it's like a little bible story is it like abc family type <laughs> yes yeah, no it is an abc family production oh but ABC, it's on, okay <laughs> it's on netflix. but it's on netflix yeah yeah because well lucy hale's big on pretty little liars which i'm sure sh- oh, okay. so they usually like to take the stars from the shows and put them into anyway yes yes absolutely ashley what do you think what do you think about this Ashley mothering situation? Uh, me personally, I think me like who else would it be? Yeah, the guys behind me. Um, I I think well, it it makes sense to me. She's living at home, and so, so she's been out of the house for ten years. Oh, oh, that's yeah. what she said. That's out what of she the said. House. Yeah, oh. so that's why she was saying she was a legit adult is because she's been out of the house for ten years. Okay. So oh, that's, see, I so thought I know 17? when I heard it back, I was like, "Oh, I guess they would think that." But no, she said that she's oh, been. Oh, okay. I thought I thought her legit adult came from having a dog and a cat. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Which, what I, you know, I was like. Hey. You know, yeah, she probably has a dog and cute. She. I love that she cites that though because it is true. It is like like you do kind of feel a little. It's it's a little remarkable that you wake up every day and your pets are all still alive. Yeah, I have a dog and you have a dog. Yeah, and, and we have similar. T- I have a Chihuahua mix. But yeah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, I could talk about my dog for hours, but um, I think well, well, that changes it a bit. But I, you know, being the youngest, and you have that dynamic of like you know you're the you're the kid. See, I'm the youngest in my family, so I. I know that dynamic of like not quite being taken seriously and how frustrating that can be. Right. Um, and being kind of relegated to like, I mean, my sister, it's wonderful. We're, we're very close, but she was always the one growing up. She's two and a half years older. She got straight A's. She, you know, she was, and I was the clown. So it was right. like, um, I think it, I can understand her frustration, you know, you, but she's, but I'm not sure what she could do. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Like, it's fabulous that your friends want to drive you home when you're drunk. That's great. Like, that's not – and you know that. Ashley knows that. You know that, Ted, as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think them's the breaks. Like, if you want to hang out with older people and and you are a younger person and they are – you can't help. And I have this dynamic with certain people in my life. Sometimes, like, you can't help but want to help people out. And when you see someone struggling and, like, let's face it, like, you know, your 20s are basically just, like, you walking around floundering nonstop, like, in all a variety of situations. 
And when you're older, you see some, I'm like my younger cousin, Fiona. Like I literally live to boss her around. Like I speak to her like she's my child (laughs) because I'm uh, four or five years older than her. And so I just, I feel like I know a lot more about life and I feel like I know exactly what she needs to do to accomplish her life goals. And while we do have fun and we are like sisters, I also can be very bossy with her. And I think it's because I don't want her to live through the mistakes that I made. Like I don't want, I want to, I want to try and save her from these mistakes. And so if anything, I would say to Ashley, like, look, like if you want to hang out with older people, a lot of times they're going, they're going to care about you. That's a good thing. And when you care about someone, you kind of can't help but be like, Oh, like, you know, if, if it's to the point where it's like, they're lecturing you on food choices or, you know, but like if they're doing things like, Hey, let me help you out. I mean, let's face it. You are a kid. These people are, if they're in their thirties, I'm, I'm assuming they're probably more serious in their relationships or serious in their careers. And, you know, they have, they probably have a lot to offer. You know, I, I can understand her desire to be taken more seriously perhaps, or, or to be treated as an equal, but yeah, like you said, you're not, uh, I mean, you, you may be, you know, I'm sure she, there's a lot of great qualities, but you are younger. Any friend group is going to help each other out. Totally. Regardless. So I don't think that's the, the lines mm-hmm. may be being blurred between like, this is just my group of friends that's helping me out. And maybe she's self-conscious cause she's younger and maybe that's playing into it. Like, are they helping me out because they're friends or are they bossing me around because I'm the young one? Totally. And also, you know, I always tell people to kind of like look go, look back on the situation and see what your role was in it. And like if there was a time that Ashley was like happily accepting help from these people on a regular basis or established that like, yeah, like this is how I want to be treated and this is how I need to be talked to. That's how they're going to treat her and talk to her. So if there's been some if she's been the like you know, um, underdogs, so, so to speak, and more than just like being young, like if, the, if, if she has faced challenges and they've kind of helped pull her through a few times, it's natural that that dynamic is going to exist. So to if, break out of if that. that's there, maybe look at that. Maybe look, maybe look at your contributions to being mothered. Like why, you know, what about, you know, people don't just walk around saying, do they? I mean, people just walk around commenting on each other's lives. I think usually, like, there's a incident that absolutely, you know, or yeah. they like, see something, or they remember that they were once in your place, and they want to prevent you yeah. from like when you see something, say something, right? That's yeah. where that came from. Yeah, that's where that came a, from. A friend group. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the only example I can think of is that like I've had to like come home from the airport alone enough to where I'm at a point in my life where like if I know someone's coming from the airport, I offer pick them up because right. You've been I know how spot. much it like sucks you're, to you're have a to saint like, is yeah. what it is. spend a $70 <laughs> Uber. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, you are that I, I actually feel like karmically I need to go pick someone up from the airport because someone recently came and picked me up from the airport. So I, I my friends from college are coming into town, which you and I talked about earlier when we were talking about having people in town, how much it sucks. Yes. Like you're excited to see them, but also it's a lot of work and it's a break in Can your routine. Be, yes. And everyone wants to come to LA. Like everyone thinks it's like LA. Like yeah. th- things are gonna happen and they do. But you just get really fucking sick of it if you actually live here. You've only lived here a year and a half. Are you? Are where are you at with your relationship with LA? Oh, I love it. You love it. Yeah, I'm still like uh, the 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 honeymoon's still happening. Right. You know, like Did, I, oh, 
Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Did you move here to do Wilfred? Yes. Okay, and how did you get the job on Wilfred? Do you mind if I ask? No, no. I, I, long story short. <laughs> Whose dick did you suck? That's how it sounded when I oh, said that. Uh, his name That's was it. Jim. I can't remember the last name. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, do you mind if I ask? Of course you don't mind. Well, how did you get your job on Wilfred? Sorry. <laughs> I, um, I had a lit agent. She introduced me to UTA TV department. They said... I kept in touch with my now agent there and he was like, you should write a spec script. And I did. And I just got really lucky. The first people that saw it were Wilfred. That's awesome. They, we did a really awkward Skype and then (laughs) they hired me. Did you come on as a staff writer? I did. Okay. Last season. And so did you get the bump? Are you story editor this year? No, because it was the last season. Uh, so I got the dump. Wilfred's, o- <laughs> Wilfred's over? Yeah, and I knew that going in. Oh, okay. I knew that, uh, yeah. But I was but I was hoping, a little naively maybe, that I would be able to, you know, oh, I've gotten my first staff writer job. I can move into another, you know, show. But it was a dismal staffing season last year. So I was- got fucked anally. I did feel that. I, I felt like I got bent over a barrel on that one. Yeah. I did. I left... Like how many seasons were you on two broke three? I did three seasons. Did you get the bump? Yeah, but I wasn't supposed to like the the way that studios do it now is they like to keep as a staff writer for two years and they try to make you sign a contract or whatever for for that. But my agent managed to wiggle me out of that. So that was good. Uh, But it gives you that episodic fee is life. Like once you get start getting that episodic fee, that's when you're okay. Now, I'm broke now. Like, I'll just put that out there. Like, this is like, you know, that's why you have to go back out for staffing. Like, you know, you don't just live off of this thing forever. But yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it, it's a it's a good job. It's a good job if you can get it. Uh, if you can get it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. yeah. Right now I'm working for an animation studio. Dude. I'm like a staff writer at an animation studio. That's cool, so. dude. It like, is cool. You gotta, it's it's like, not TV money, but it's still very good. Cool. It's you got to be open to the idea of your career like morphing. Like that's the thing that I I got really comfortable at Two Broke Girls, and that I assumed that I would fall right into another staff the way that I and so easy to think that it's so Why easy to think you? that, and also people tell you they're yeah. like, oh dude, you're set. You set. You got yeah, your first. Set. You, you just like, need to get that first job, and then you're yeah. You're oh, do you three years on a network? You're fine. Like you're fine, and like not fine. But that's it's also like I'm at a weird level right now. I'd be thinking like associate producer or something, which is a weird hiring level. People want staff writers and they want like EPs. Yeah. You don't want to level yourself out. You don't want to be like there's yeah, that can be. I want to, I want to write on fucking mystery girls with Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth, but it's what's it's it. It's why I know, but it had a nine episode run, which is everyone knows you want to be on a show that has that, that season already locked in. Cause then you get your episode up and yeah, I wanted I wanted Mystery Girls because I thought it would be a campy fun time, but I didn't wind up going for it. I mean, until we need to wrap up. So basically, uh, Ashley, get your shit together and thank your friends because drunk driving is not cool, and that's a cool thing. I'm not saying you were doing that, but it's cool that you got friends that want to give you a ride. And you so don't want to blow ten thousand dollars. Yeah, like it says on the billboard. That's exactly what it is. A, a DUI is ten fucking thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that's and that's if you get like the, yeah, no, thank you. Mm-mm, I'll Mm-mm. take an Uber. Um, okay, well, next call. Hey, malls. My name is Johnny. I recently um, learned about Please Advise, and since then, I've been listening to all of your podcasts daily, encouraging everybody I know to listen to them, and also um, basically obsessing about you and talking on the internet. So. 
this is my very complicated question. Actually, it's more than one. Um, a couple months ago, uh, right before Halloween, I started hooking up with a really good friend of mine. So we both were like, this is not a good idea, but maybe we can do it just this one time. Um, well, that turned into, like, a regular hookup, like, once a week. Um, and then we also just hung out all the time and talked every day. So we text, we called, whatever. Well, two weeks ago, he um, was making out with this girl at a party, which was, like, not a big deal because I'm like, we're not, we're not together. We're just friends who are hooking up. But apparently they are dating now, and I didn't think I was going to have any feelings about that, but I do. And so, lo and behold, I'm walking back from coffee with my bestie, and I look up, and who do I fucking see? But this dude and this chick. I'm like, seriously, universe, you've got a horrible sense of humor. So, anyways, I basically just told him via text, like, hey, dude, I need some friend space. I'll talk to you someday. And my goal is just to not talk to him until these feelings go away, but I don't know what you think I should do about that. Um, so that's number one. Number two is that I talk to my best friend about it. I tell her everything else in the world, but nobody in our friend circle knows that we had been hooking up. They just knew that we were, like, really good friends who hung out, like, all the time. And so when I talk to her about it, she gives me this advice. But the problem is that her advice isn't based on complete knowledge of the situation. So I need to know if I should tell her or not. And if I do tell her, like, do you think she's going to hate me for a period of time? Because why would I keep that from her? I don't know. I think I was just, like, scared that people would judge us. And then lastly, I am 31 years old. I had a long-term relationship right out of college. We moved to New Orleans together. I still live in New Orleans now. We dated for five and a half years. We broke up. After that, I dated this horrible man for about two and a half years. And... Now I've been single for about two years, and I'm ready to date. Um, but I really don't want to online date, but it's so hard for me to meet people that are interested in dating me. So there you go. It's a lot of information. Hopefully I um, get to hear back from you. We're about to do a phone call with a listener, but unfortunately there was a technical error on my end, and my audio was a little bit soft. So if you can't hear me, try your best. Try your best to make out the details. I sometimes think it's nice to not know what one half of the conversation is. Then you can fill in the rest for yourself. But if you can hear me, enjoy. Hello. Hey, girl. It's Malls. Hey, Malls. What's up? Nothing. I'm here with my own nothing. We're doing a podcast today. I'm here with my new friend, Ted Travelstead. He's a writer. He's a writer for Wilfred, and he's also been in a variety of horror films, which we'll discuss soon. Um, but, girl, what's going on with your your personal little horror film that you're living in? What, have you told your friend? And I, and I hate horror films. Okay, so so much has happened since I asked you that voicemail. Um, so, dude... Um, was dating this girl for a whole 13 days, and then she dumped him, which I thought was really funny, but I felt bad because he's supposed to be my friend, so I felt a little bit bad, but secretly I was, like, overjoyed inside. Um, I did end up telling my friend because, like, I kept having conversations with her, and I was like, you think I'm a crazy bitch, but I'm really not, and so finally I was just like, look, I've been sleeping with this guy for, like, months, um, and she was like, 
Are you fucking kidding me? Why would you do that? So that happened. She was not upset with me, so that was really good. But now I'm still back to the problem of hooking up with this guy. Okay, wait a minute. Is this guy kind of like Jax from Vanderpump Rules? Like, what's his deal? <laughs> yeah, no, I guess so. I don't, like, I'm a your smart friend, person. Your friend wasn't upset that you hooked up with him. Sorry to interrupt, but I just want to be clear. Your friend wasn't upset that you, uh, like, hooked up with him because it disturbed the friendship circle. She just thought that was, like, a gross hookup for you, right? Right. She was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yes, he's our friend, but, like, you, like, you're better than that. Um, I mean, he's he's a nice guy. He's smart. He's a lawyer. He has his own little practice. But he's kind of a man whore, which there's nothing wrong with. But she's just like, this is not the guy for you. Like, stop just fucking hooking up with him. Um. And part of me is like, but who cares? Like, it didn't ruin anything. And I enjoy hooking up with him, but he clearly doesn't want to date me. So at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, that's stupid. Well, that sounds kind of hot. Like a, a lawyer with a little private practice in New Orleans. I imagine, like, it's very balmy down there. And you guys are, you know, like, sweating and it's fun. And, you know, he's, it's impressive that he's a lawyer because that's hard to do. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, oh, no, there's a running joke that he looks like. Um, Ryan Gosling so it's like he comments about it all the time and we all laugh about it because we're like no you don't but he kind of does Ryan Gosling uh, okay yeah I, okay so I don't know I agree with your friend that I don't know if this guy is right for you because it sounds to me like you are at like you can't emotionally sounds like he needs a girl that's like going to like 50 shades of gray that shit you know what I mean where, where she's just like <laughs> has to, like, emotionally disconnect and, like, accept that this is the sexual experience she has entered into and, like, it's a gift to her and also, like, a mutual understanding that it's nothing more. And uh, I don't know, I don't know if you can do that. I'm very curious about people who, I know a lot of girls that are, like, way too cool, man. Like, I'm like, how can you be so cool and just, like, not care that, like, the person that you're sleeping with is sleeping with, like, a dozen other people and also doesn't care about you? I don't know. And judging by your reaction from the phone call that you were kind of bummed out when he was uh, uh, hooking up with this other girl, that might be an indication that this is not the right situation for you to be in. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. You're both right. I, sh I should just, like, let it go. But now I have this weird, like, he's in my intimate friend circle. Like, I see this dude probably every weekend. So I need to figure out, like, how at the end of the night when we're all starting ways, you're like, all right, I'm going to go to my home and you're going to go to your home. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, you really need to, like, like just, I, I don't know if it's possible for you to, like, not go out with your friends for a couple weeks and, like, really, like, force yourself to have some distance. Like, that might be a good thing. But I'm going to tell you, like, I'm, I'm kind of in the tone of your voice right now I'm kind of getting that you're going to do what you want to do anyway until you get hurt and like I know that because I've been there where I'm like oh no that's totally good advice I totally should not accept that behavior and then like next thing I know like I am like I have nothing and I am nothing and I want to die so like I I just would I, if you can like if you can avoid that situation that'd be great but at the same time I understand that that's like something that we all kind of go through like we just let people hurt us as many times as we need to until we finally can't handle it anymore you know 
I know, but I feel like I've already been there and done that, like not in this situation, mm-hmm. but in a past life. I'm, like, I'm smarter than that. So oh, I yeah. I don't want to just go slow. Well, you can have the intellectual information and you can like know better, but then not use it in practice. Like that's a big, that is a big thing. Like it's like, I know that I'm not supposed to like, I, I don't have an example. Like people know they're not supposed to get it in the car after they've had a couple of drinks, but that doesn't mean that people don't roll the dice on drinking and driving all the time. You know what I mean? Like that right. so you can know something and know that it's wrong and not use it in but practice. But at the end of the night, that knowledge can go right out the window. Yeah. Do you sleep so with him when you're sober? Okay. I'm sorry. Do you sleep with him when you're sober? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> so I do like them. So the other thing is that, like, so after I told my friend that we'd been sleeping together, she's like, okay, are you done now? Like, you've been hurt by this. You're good, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Well, then we, we've been hooking up again, and I haven't told her that. So I guess I should tell her that. I feel like if she's aware, she will chastise me, and then I will feel bad, and I won't do it. What do you think this guy's X factor is? Like, besides the being attractive lawyer thing, like, what do you think his X factor is that, like, keeps you coming back? Is he kind of, like, does he neg you? Is he super confident? Like, what is it? He's super confident, but he's also, like, really nice. Like, we almost have a relationship without being in a relationship. Like, we hang out, we go to dinner, we watch movies. Like, we talk on the phone all the time. Um, and, like, deep down, I'm like, he's just a really nice guy. He's funny. He's really fucking funny. It sounds kind of uh, like he's getting his cake uh, and eating it, too. Guys love that. There's, oh, man, there are guys, there's an entire world of, of men out there that love getting their cake and eating it, too. I, like, almost, as I, my whole motto when I was single is, like, I would never give that guy the satisfaction. Like, I would never give him the satisfaction. And I think that, like, I look, like, I know self-esteem is, like, the greatest, like, fraud in all of history. Like, it's the biggest, like, we all, like, pretend, like, self-esteem is something that we just, like, have and are born with. But, like, you get, like, I, I, I'm the first to say that self-esteem is, like, lacking in almost all of us. But, like, you got you got to just be, like, dude, like, you, like, why, like, you can't give him the satisfaction. Like, you're literally just, like, allowing a spoiled person to be spoiled. Like, that's, and, and I just wouldn't, like, and it's at your expense, you know? I never thought of it that way, but that, if I think about it that way, it actually kind of, like, makes me sick that I do that, because I am of the nature, like, yeah, I don't want to be that person either. Like, oh, you think you can sleep with everyone, but, but you can't sleep with me. The good news is, is that he left today for California for three weeks. Maybe Chrissy the front turn or Christina Lopez will sleep with him. <laughs> and we'll, uh... <laughs> He's in Los Angeles. Go, go find him on the street. Does he send you dick pics and stuff? No, he's not sending dick pics, but we did have phone sex once. Okay. Is he very sexually aggressive? Like when he texts you, is he a sexual, is it sexual in nature? No, actually he's never sexual in nature via text. It's okay. always just like straightforward like how was your day it's very confusing i can see why you would be confused by that yeah, I'm confused. absolutely it's two steps away from a relationship yeah well, yeah for a period of time i didn't have a car and i like just drove my scooter around new orleans well it got really fucking cold and so one night he was like hey it's supposed to be really cold tomorrow i'm gonna pick you up and give you a ride to work and i was like no you don't have to do that like that's really nice but like i'm fine 
He's like, no, what time do you need to go? And I'm like, no, really, it's fine. And he's like, okay, so I'll just pick you up at 8. And then he picked me up, and he made me coffee. Oh, God. What is this person's problem? He needs to go to therapy. I'm I'm so confused. Girl, he might really like you. I think that he might really like you, but he has to work on himself. I don't think he's a man yet. Like, I think that you can have, like, all of your, like, you can have your job, you can have your blah, but, like, you know, you're, you can be, like, a settled adult, but still not be a man yet, and I don't think he's a man yet. Like, I think that he wants to be, and he's attempting that behavior, but there's a part of his personality that's, like, just, uh, stuck in this kind of, like, you know, asshole sleeping around, like, not committing, like, you know. But at the same time, wanting to be liked by everybody. Yeah. Jax. He's Jax from Vanderpump Rules. Oh, all right. Did we help you at all? I know. Did we help you at all? No, I mean, you did. You told me what I already knew deep down, but, like, I was just hoping that you would say something different. Look, I know that there's – I definitely would have guests on this show. They're like, who cares? Fuck him. Like, just go. Like, have sex with him all the time. Like, we we can have that. We can have that moment for you. I can give you that advice. It's just not what I believe. Um, but I do think it's cool that you live in New Orleans. I think that you should go get drunk right now. It's Saturday night when we're, we're recording this on a Saturday. I think you should go out and go have fun right yeah. now. And like, go like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go to a birthday bar crawl. It's going to be fucking awesome. Maybe I'll meet the man of my dreams. That's what I'm saying. That's the, there's always, that's the fun of being young is there's always like the possibility when you go out that you can meet the man of your dreams. And I think that that's really fun. When you're being single, has some pluses. If you ever come to New Orleans, I hope that you will call me. You know it, girl. You know, I'm due for a trip back. We, we, uh, I went for a weekend, but my boyfriend had to get his appendix removed in New Orleans. So it was, uh, we wound up like not really doing much in the city, but we're really excited to go back because what we did see, we really liked. So when, when we come back, we'll hit you up. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're sad, uh, but I think that you've got a good head on your shoulders. So just, you know, use your brain, girlfriend. Use your beautiful brain. I will certainly try. I will have to keep you posted. All right. Go get drunk for me and have fun. Thank you for the stellar advice. Oh, girl, you're the best. Uh, You're the best. All right. Go go Saints. I don't know. What's your team? The Saints? (laughs) Go Saints. Uh, That's my thing now. I address people by their local sports teams. That's kind of my thing. Um, All right. I'll talk to you soon, girl. All right? Go Saints. All right. Bye. Bye. That was episode 31. Please advise. Legalize it. Legalize it. I'm so retarded. Ted, you've been awesome to have on. You did. Okay. Can you just tell us real briefly about how you got involved with, like, some horror films in the 90s <laughs> i uh well i i was going to school in um virginia and i graduated from college and i had an agent uh in norfolk virginia uh which is uh, not far from from Virginia beach and she sent me down to north carolina to audition for a role in children a sequel to children of the corn uh-huh. children of the corn 2 and apparently they'd been searching on both coasts for this role. Oh uh, my gosh! And I just I just happened to be lucky enough to. Did you have the to, luscious beard back then? I didn't. I was very clean cut, short blonde hair, and I don't know if anybody remembers the first Children of the Corn. Um, 
the character Malachi was this um, Courtney Gaines was the actor, I think, long red hair and freckles, mm-hmm. and and he was kind of the the brawn. There was a little shrimpy dude that was like the bad, you know, Isaac, and then there was this uh, Malachi. So I was like the Malachi in the second one. I was okay. Mordecai. Okay. But they wanted to go for a little more clean cut kind of uh, okay um, look. So I got to and is that like the lead? It was. It was the. The I was the brawn. Okay. There was the, the, oh, right, the little right. shrimpy dude and then me. Oh, right. I'm sorry. You just said that. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. And this, we'll and post this a picture suspenders. to our please advise uh, Instagram of Ted and his <laughs> horror films. I'm not make, I mean, I'm, I'm making a joke of it, but I'm not making a joke of it because I think it's really cool that you can write. And act. I really respect anyone that can act even on a minor level, oh, like, well, like any level. That was my first <clears throat> love was acting. But I soon I realized eventually. Um, that writing could be more just it, it's less of a lottery it, you know I yeah. mean it's, you can create your own roles you can create your own you can just do a lot more with it and so that's why it I still love weird. acting and I still do it when I can but yeah I, I love writing as well it's and, a hard uh, job dude it's yeah like, it's like I really do often compare I'm like it's like you know it's too late to be like an astronaut or something like that. Oh, like I'll I'm, never be an astronaut. I think about that as well. Like I'll never be a professional athlete. Never. Not that I was really ever trying, but like you think there, like there's these it milestones, these sometimes. milestones like, Oh, well that, that'll never happen. Yeah. That'll never happen. It recently, uh, the day I was listening to pop music, it recently occurred to me. I will never have an, a number one hit single. I will, I can't sing. I am not musical. I don't do anything in that arena. Like, but in my mind, like I'm kind of waiting for my number one hit single to come out all the time, but I'm not. You know, I wouldn't give up t- t- quite yet. Do you want to? Okay. Uh, there's still that chance, you know, yeah. I think, you, you know. Maybe it, like adult contemporary or something. It could hit a certain chart, number one on a certain chart, but I don't know. Like it wouldn't be like worldwide number one hit, but, which is kind of what I want. But yeah, but I mean, you never know the adult contemporary crossover to mainstream. I mean, right. it, it hasn't happened, but it might. I Counting mean, Crows did great. Great. And I think Absolutely. they're considered uh, adult yes. adult contempt. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. When they they hit low, they hit a low for me when they covered uh, Joni Mitchell's Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Taxi. That was oh that was not good. It was not. It was in every CVS that, that you walked into. That Adam uh Dirtz, Dirtz, Dirt, Dirt, Dirt. Uh <laughs> He he got a lot of puss. He did. He, <laughs> he like slayed a lot. And, he yeah, made his way through some Hollywood puss, which is exciting for him because like to me, I always root for the underdog, and that guy to me is typical underdog visually. Yeah. <laughs> he is a visual underdog, yeah. but I think he probably has a lot like crazy confidence. Oh yeah, huge. I was yeah. told that Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston, quote unquote, shared him like a sweater. That was the expression that was. Wow. That was the expression that was yeah. used. They shared him like a sweater. That, that's, well, there you go. He's a big shaggy sweater. I mean, that's a, but it's also, you know, allegedly, I don't know. This could all be. Sure. I've been told all sorts. Of things. Well, yeah, I've been told a lot of things, too. By the way, pray, let's pray for Bobby Christina. And I mean that because we're all oh. really upset about what's going on with her. But I don't know when we ever thought she was going to be OK. And I think that this like is I'm kind of upset at how much I feel like the attention's all focused on her now, whereas like she has kind of been fucked her whole life. Absolutely. That's a really good point. And so I just am kind of like, okay, yeah, now we care because it's way, it's like late. It's like too late. But this girl has been like, you know, we saw those, those crack pictures uh, of the bathroom at Whitney's house in the national Enquirer like 10 years ago. We knew that there was a child in the mix. Why do we not like do it? Why do we care now? 
But I'm praying for Bobby Christina because I do I do think it's really sad that this has been her life trajectory so far, and I hope that things work out for her because she has resources. Absolutely, yes. I I mirror I mirror you. Thank you. At the moment. Um. Well. Okay. So you guys, uh, Ted's going to finish us off here with some free advice, but I want to give you our our deets one last time. Call us at three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. Email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. You guys, come on, bring it. Really bring it. What's going on? Are you like, I want to talk to someone who has a problem picking at their flesh. I want to talk to someone who uh, whose OCD has become completely unmanageable and it's ruining their relationship. I want to talk to someone who um, accidentally fucked a, a 16-year-old and is walking around with the guilt that they that they thought they were 18. Turns out they were 16. They fucked a child. They want to kill themselves. I want to talk to people like that. I want to talk, you know, get 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 to me. Come to me. Come to mama. I need you. 323-450-7408. You can find us on social. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good shit. Rate us on iTunes. Leave a review. We love that. And of course, we are hosted on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash please advise. We're part of the Loudspeakers Network, who we love. Love you, Loudspeakers Network. Also go to naturebox.com slash please advise. PLZ advise. We are not sponsored by Naturebox, but we want to be. So we're sending as much traffic to them via the slash please advise link as possible. So just go hit refresh. We appreciate. Ty, do you want to uh, bring us home? Yeah, I got something that I think a lot of people in LA might be having a problem with and they don't, I don't know. I, I know that it's really from New York to LA and you know, you're going to you hear what I have to say and you're probably going to be like, yeah, but I think some people, this is really going to help. Okay. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a dishwasher. Oh yeah. Um, my dishwasher in LA sucks. Yeah. Dicks. Yeah. It's like terrible. And I, and I think that um, it's the hard water. There's yeah. a problem here. Yeah. New York, I did it's not have killed my hair. Yeah. Well, it looks great right now. Thank but you. But I can understand. Yeah, there's a the hard water in general is a problem. But if you're having, you know, if your dishwasher, you know, I tried a lot of things for, for our dishwasher. There's right. like this, this lemon stuff, this powder and all. Oh, yeah. and, and none of it seemed to help, but there's a product called Finish. Oh, um, and these are pods that you I put in that. your in your dishwasher, um, and they they're quantum. It's finished quantum, okay, with hydrogen peroxide. Oh, okay. I, I love where you're going with this. I have it's crystal clear. That's it's helped. It has helped. I we thought we would never. Do we thought we would never. Uh, well, we were. Because yeah. we were like this, we're gonna. It's, it's like a time machine back to the eighties. We gotta fucking scrub our dishes before we put them in the yeah. dishwasher. Yeah. But finish, finish quantum. It, it, now I'm you're telling just you, throwing whole change. chicken bones in there with it, finish quantum. Yeah, we don't even eat dinner anymore. We put dinner straight into the dishwasher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I know you know this isn't like that no, exciting. That's huge advice. That is but big. I, you know, when we moved, we were just like this. I mean, we were lucky to have a dishwasher and then like, well, well now why do we even have a dishwasher? Cause it sucks. But I'm telling you, finish quantum pods. They made a world of difference. Uh, I had a, a girl, there's a girl named Frangry from Tumblr. I don't know if anyone remembers Frangry from back in the day. I think she's still alive and well. I don't know why I'm talking about her. Like she's dead, but she did post something about like, if you are a guy with a garbage disposal, 
she will fuck you. Like if, because that is hard to get in New York and LA, a garbage disposal and a dishwasher is like the jackpot. Yeah. Like you've made it. If you have one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. You have both. Wow. So Frank, Frank will fuck you. But like that, I remember reading that and being like, you know, cause that back then I was living in a place that definitely did not have either one of those things. And oh my God, they yeah. are luxuries, but a lot of these apartments go cheap on the dishwasher and they, I, once you hit that, once you're, we had a, we have a washer and dryer in our apartment. Mm-hmm. And once you, we had that in New York and then we moved to, you can't live with, once you get it. No, you can't, you can't go, go back, back to that quarter wash. You, you can't go no. back to, no. it's, it's sad, but yeah. it's true. Yeah. And you get older like me and you depend on these small luxuries. That... You're fucking awesome, dude. You have to come. Will you please come back? Oh, anytime. Okay, good. Absolutely. This has been really fun. I'm sorry. We have to kind of. Uh, keep this kind of tight today but mama's got places to go i'm sure everyone here in america does too you guys are all really busy on this fabulous monday these are my car keys jingling if you haven't asked me about my new car i fucking love it it's fabulous um you guys should really check out ted's vine series things really funny this is one of the things that i was like oh i want to have this guy on is uh you do something called twins talking it's just you Talking, maybe change the shirt. Two, two, <laughs> just two different twins. One's a little dim and one's a little jaded and angry. And it's great. It's really, really it's, funny and smart. And I think it should be, I think it should be really popular. Like I'm, I'm kind of bummed. It's not, it hasn't gone viral. What was the biggest vi- like numbers wise, do you know, in the area of like, of like how many like views? revines and or whatever um, loops? What are well, they? you know that my vine account I, I, it has like a million some loops, but it's not, that's nothing, I guess, compared to some, oh, of, yeah, the some of these people. I would say 10, uh, 12, 15,000 maybe for one. All right. Well, we gotta, we gotta get you to crack that next level. Cause this is, you're doing some funny stuff on there and Thank it you. can't all be like uh 12 year old gay boys, uh, you screaming, know, popping and locking and screaming. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, screaming on Vine. I love that. Love it. There's a place yeah. for it in my heart, but we also need some some twins talking and stuff like that in the mix. So if you go to my Twitter at Trumpet Cake, oh, at Trumpet there's Cake. a link. There's a link to the vines. Yeah, well. and um, we'll put you on our social and stuff. We'll be able to find you. People will be able to find your your films and <laughs> uh, go go and watch Wilford. I think it's on Netflix, right? It is. Yeah. So watch Wilford on Netflix and um, look for look for Ted's name. Is your name on in the mix? Oh, it should be. I wrote an episode. Yeah, chic. Okay. Yeah. Did, did you like that process? I, I did. Yeah, I, I did. I did. It's a cool process. We got to have you back and talk more. That uh, would be great. This has been fabulous. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Me. Of course. Please come on. Uh, episode thirty-one. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>